This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader this station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. You are about to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is The Rob Carson Show. And this, my friends, would be uh, hour number two of the Rob Carson Show on this Monday, the uh, 23rd of October. I'll just say it. It's my birthday. You don't have to say happy birthday every time you open the microphone or every time I put you on the air. It's okay, honestly. Uh, To me, these birthdays are kind of like, eh, who cares? It's it's neat. It's neat to get a card. It's neat to get to... I'm still responding to all the LinkedIn messages. He has a lot of LinkedIn messages there. And I mean, really good birthday wishes. And then, then, then there are the birthday wishes from the guys who say, happy birthday, I can get you 100,000 listens on your podcast. And I'm like, you know, it, you know, I really don't need that. Thank you, though. Thanks for the well-meaning birthday wishes on that. So and, <laughs> I've got a lot of stuff I want to get to. I, I want to mention this real quick because I was invited this weekend to, uh, to MC a uh, Freedom Conference 2023 in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, and uh, a number of my uh, uh, friends were there, and I, I not only emceed the entire day's event, but I also became the uh, the keynote address that night, and uh, it was hosted by Doug and Rep, uh, Rebby Mastriano. Doug ran for governor in the state of uh, Pennsylvania, should have won. Oddly enough, Dan Cox was there. He, uh, he ran for uh, governor in Maryland. He should have won, too. But, you know, they've got these massive uh, Democrat machines in both of the states that pretty much make it hard for uh, a, a Democrat or a Republican, I should say, to, uh, to run the state house. So, anyway, I had a glorious day there. I met a lot of really cool people. I mean, really, really cool people. Uh, uh, Pam, James Jones was there, a uh, United States Navy veteran, uh, Vietnam and uh, and Gulf War veteran was there talking. I met I met uh, uh, somebody who I thought was uh, particularly interesting. Actually, she ended up being on stage with me at the event, and uh, I'll, uh, Rayla Campbell is her name. She is a native of Boston, and uh, she ran for public office in the state of Massachusetts. Secretary of State is what she ran for, and I'm going to tell you what, Rayla Campbell Campbell was amazing. She was the only speaker there who brought her kids. And Rayla Campbell, she's an African-American. I don't think that really matters, but she did bring that perspective to the table. And I said, when I met her, I was like, oh, my God, I think I might have to change my mind here and call it uh, Trump Campbell 2024 because she was remarkable. Now, um, we're going to have hopefully some video of the event. I, I did it as a favor 
uh, to Doug, and Doug is an amazing man. And, and Doug and Rebby, his wife, Amastriano. Uh, Doug, one of the amazing things about Doug, and, and on stage I saw this at the, uh, the conference, um, which was held in a, uh, a, a church um, with a stage. The band Petra was there. That was pretty fun. Kind of flashback to my 1980s days when I was mixing it up. A little Petra here, a little, uh, well, you know, a little Iron Maiden over here. A little bit of both. <clears throat> they were incredible, by the way. Chris Schlick, the guy who is the uh, lead singer. Dang it. I mean, like Steve Perry kind of stuff. It was the Life Center Church. We were there. And, uh, and I'm going to, I'll mention, uh, and I put a bunch of this on social media. So I, I got a chance to uh, not only share, you know, stand-up comedy observations about what's going on in the world, introduce the panels, and then I did the keynote address. And uh, one of the things that, of course, because uh, my life is a comedy of errors, I uh, get to uh, Harrisburg and my luggage is gone. Now, I had just bought a brand new suit. I just bought a brand new suit, and you're going to love this. I went to the fashion designer, Jacques Penet. Have you ever heard of Jacques Penet? Jacques Penet got a suit at Jacques Penet, and, uh, and I brought it in the bag, and the bag got left in Dallas. So not only my toiletries, prescription medications, all of the things that I <laughs> are in the bag in Dallas, and I've got to be on stage at noon. Uh, the next day. So Friday I fly in, no bag. Noon the next day, you know, I got no, no word on the bag. So I get, uh, I get uh, uh, ushered around to uh, different stores to buy some clothes for the event. And I'm going, what? I can't get a suit, really. I don't want to buy a suit. I don't want to spend the money on a suit. My wife would kill me if I bought a suit, the whole deal. And then uh, this wonderful man named Vish, I won't even try to uh, pronounce his last name, Vishal Jetnarian, who I just met. I said it, oh, my God. He is a, a principal and a, and a good friend of, uh, of, uh, of, the, of, uh, of uh, Doug Mastriano, and he drove me to Kohl's. Then he drove me to Target. The only reason I went to Target was the only one is there's a store nearby. I didn't get anything at Target. I got some toiletries. I got some deodorant and toothpaste. And I ended up getting to Kohl's. And so Kohl's, I just bought a you know, pair of khakis and a shirt and a vest. And, you know, and, I, and that's what I, I decided I was going to wear during the, uh, the days of events. And then I thought, because I'm a political comedian and a commentator, that I would just do something off the hook. And Vish said, hey, man, why don't you do this? I said, what? He goes, why don't you get a hoodie and some gym shorts like uh, John Fetterman? And I said, ooh, I like your thinking. And we threw it around. And ultimately, I bought a hoodie and some gym shorts. And I was just going to open the conference at noon wearing the hoodie and gym shorts. And then keynote wearing my, you know, the, the uh, khakis and whatnot. So I decided, well, you know what? If I'm going to emcee this and then do the keynote, let's just tear the roof off the sucker. So I took the stage in my khakis and whatnot. And then when my keynote came around, I walked out wearing the hoodie and the sweatpants and some sandals, and I walked up to the microphone, and I opened the speech by saying, um, it's been a while since I've been to uh, Pennsylvania. I understand that uh, uh, you've allowed uh, one of your uh, senators to dress like this when he goes to D.C. Uh, I said, uh, I just thought it was a thing. And then I proceeded to uh, do the keynote address where I not only talked about the, uh, uh, my journey, in my life, which has been miraculous from, you know, being out of work, almost losing my family, losing my marriage, having to sell cars for a living, getting a call from Chris Ruddy of Newsmax, offering me the opportunity of a lifetime, and I've been running ever since, gave up drinking altogether, had a miraculous healing, and what I brought to the mic on this event was not about politics, it wasn't necessarily all about faith, but it was about joy. 
because every single day I wake up in my heart with joy. It's almost overwhelming, I think, to my family to some degree. I remember when my son came back to move with us, the first few days he called my wife and says, is dad drinking again? He, he talks to himself and he sings to the dogs and he, you know, he this and he's always, hey, and all this. Is he drinking again? And mom said, mm, Kel said, my wife, no, I think he's just happy. <laughs> I think he's just happy. And I am. And every day I wake up with the opportunity to <clears throat> talk into this thing and look into the camera in front of me in the studio that I built from scratch and started live streaming video and audio before everybody, including Fox News in 2016. And I brought that to the table in this uh, speech in front of Freedom Conference 2023. And I hope that my speech did not overwhelm some in the audience, but from the reaction I got afterwards and the hugs and the tears and the love that I felt from the conference attendees, men, women, everybody, I knew that I made a positive impact. So I want to thank Doug and Rebbe Mastriano for inviting me to MC. And then, ultimately, I got to, uh, to keynote. And it was a blast. It was an absolute blast and a blessing. Blast and a blessing. There you go. I want to go to, well, let me see. Do we have, a, uh, Brian, I'm talking to Brian in my ear here. I believe we have, uh, let me see, Barbara. Yes, Barbara in Pikesville wants to talk. Barbara, welcome to the show. What's going on? Okay, first of all, happiest birthday wishes to a Thank very you. special person on, in you. this world. Thank you. Um, I, first of all, I have a phone number, the 800 number of the New York Times, and if anyone wants to do anything for justice, they need to call this phone number or text the following message. And here goes. Just like the New York Times ran a headline breaking news that Israel was responsible for the bombing of the hospital in Gaza, we're asking the New York Times to run another headline saying that they reported falsely, but we want them to run a headline, breaking news on their front page, that Hamas's missiles misfired and hit that Gaza hospital. Hello? Well, Barbara, Barbara, I, I can appreciate you giving out the number. I'm reticent to do that because I don't want to start something. Uh, and, you, know, I, you know what I say in here, Barbara? But I'm going to tell you, Barbara, I think the New York Times is getting the message. I think a lot of people are getting the message. And we need to I keep continuing that message, yeah. and that is don't watch CBS, ABC, NBC. Don't pick up the New York Times. I don't talk about a lot of the crap that they talk about because I don't want to give them the audience because they're so stupid. I just want them to go out of business. You know what I'm I saying, Barbara? I understand, but they did tremendous damage uh, in the city of New York, all these protests. And, uh, and I'm, I'm just saying that they have to be held responsible. And I know they caved another time when, when they uh, published an anti-Semitic Hitlerian cartoon about Jews. And there was so much uh, rhetoric against them that they, they, they fired the guy and they, they apologized. I'm just saying we have to stand up and do something. That's all. 
Yeah, you know, the New York Times also uh, got a, uh, a, a a slew of awards, a 1932 Pulitzer Prize, when one of their uh, columnists talked about how glorious Stalin was in, in oh. Russia and completely ignored all the starvation. So the New York Times is a joke. It always has been. They call it has been. That's the perfect name for uh, the New York Times, has been. So it doesn't surprise me. And I got to tell you, Barbara, I think they're going to get the message. Um, I, I really don't want to give the number to people. I think if they're going to do it on their own, they'll do it on their own. But I appreciate you calling me. Um, you know, we're, we're in this fight together, Barbara. Uh, keep your chin up and, and keep doing what you're doing. I really, really appreciate it. Um, this, is, uh, this is interesting. <clears throat> Rashida Tlaib, she uh, bowed off about this hospital bombing that didn't happen. She caused and possibly was uh, uh, complicit in getting uh, radical leftists into our capital. Okay, these are groups that had uh, the anti-Israeli protests locked and loaded and ready to go. And they were allowed into the Capitol, and they disrupted a legislative proceeding, and she was the cause of it, and I believe she was involved in it. But Rashida Tlaib is silent after the murder of 40-year-old Samantha Wool, the president of the Isaac Agree downtown Detroit synagogue, uh, she was stabbed to death outside of her home on Saturday afternoon. Police were called, and they followed a trail of blood that led to her body. Michigan has one of the largest Muslim populations in America and the sixth largest Palestinian population. I'm not hearing anything from them. Are you? Are you hearing anything from America's Muslims about how wrong it was, what, uh, what Hamas did to all of those people in Israel? I'm not hearing it. I didn't hear a lot of that after 9-11 either. It's kind of weird, yeah. Wool's Detroit home is located in the uh, anti-Semite and proud Palestinian-American representative Rashida Tlaib's district, which includes Dearborn, the city with the largest Muslim population per capita in America. Tlaib lied about the Israel bombing in the hospital in Gaza. Although she has been caught lying about the bombing, the tweet is still posted on her account. So she's not, uh, she's not taking it back. She has not taken it back. This is Ellie Kohanim on uh, Fox News talking about um, Rashida Tlaib and her silence. American Jew, as someone who spends my time combating Jew hatred, I point my finger at Rashida Tlaib for spreading a modern-day blood libel. She is a, a State Department deputy special envoy to Israel. Against Israel and against the Jewish people. This is absolute lies. It was proven out by the time that Tlaib made these statements, as you just pointed out, Todd. And uh, the reality is that we've seen the deadly consequences of her pro-Hamas propaganda. Yeah. She needs to be censured her Democrat Party leadership needs to hold her accountable for but she's a member of the squad cutting lies and propaganda against Israel and the Jews and by the way even well, what a face plant the squad was own US embassy personnel have <laughs> faced fires across embassies and attacks across US embassies across the world because of this lie that Rashida Tlaib is is spreading so um, this is outrageous that the Democrat Party is finding that they have an actual Hamas caucus in their ranks. Um, yeah, that's pretty much true. Look what has happened since 9-11. A little bit more on this. I do want to talk about Joe Biden getting a whole lot of money from his bro. And, and it's kind of weird. Joe Biden was able to pay almost $3 million in cash for a beach house after Hunter got some money from China. Yeah, that's coming up. This is The Rob Carson Show.
AOC is uh, distraught that Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar aren't being allowed in Israel. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, maybe they could wear their, uh, you know, their Hamas armbands over there. Yeah, uh, AOC was talking to MSNBC's Mehdi Hassan, tried to claim that somehow Americans are dehumanizing more than a, a dozen members of Congress who are calling for the ceasefire in Gaza. Here is uh, the exchange between this guy, Mehdi Hassan, and uh, AOC. 14 trucks of what? Bottled water? On that note about what's happening to them, I can't help but notice that almost, you mentioned dehumanization, all or almost all of the at least 18 House Democrats who've called for a ceasefire in Gaza are people of color. How much of the... Oh, it's about racism, not about, oh, I don't know, the uh, Palestinian uh, Hamas members murdering and raping their way through the Jewish population. Congressional indifference to Palestinian life in Gaza, the refusal in D.C. to acknowledge sometimes the humanity and the... Uh, Gaza started to fight. Innocence, not to mention suffering of ordinary Gazans. Oh, dear Lord. How much of that is driven by the... October the 7th. ...fact that... They're Arabs, or they're mostly all Muslims. Uh, October the 7th. Muslims, or they don't look like us, do you think? Wow, 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 they don't look like us. They're trying to do the same crap they do to us over here. Yeah, yeah, the, uh, you know, uh, Trump supporters and uh, yeah, European Americans and anybody who disagrees with the government. I mean, I will say that... Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. I have long found yes. the ignoring and sidelining of Palestinians in the U.S. House of Representatives, the the humanity of Palestinian populations uh, in the five years that I've been in Congress quite shocking. Oh, shut uh, up. This is not something that is new to many of us. Oh, shut I up. have engaged alongside many of my colleagues not about you. Betty McCollum's bill on uh, the detention, you know, conditioning aid and making sure that it's not going to the detention of children. Uh, to, oh, yeah, we'll do that for sure. Yeah. Raising the, the Forget the 30 Americans who are slaughtered by uh, the Palestinian Gazans over there, the, the Hamas members who are by and large supported by the, the adults in Palestine or in the Palestinian territories. Human rights uh, issues. We've been trying to... Yeah, I don't think anything is bigger than uh, a bunch of terrorists going in and murdering people wholesale. It's the alarm bells around this for years, and there has been virtually no acknowledgement in the United States House of Representatives about the, the, the extreme plight and human, continued human rights violations of the Palestinian people no. Years. no, they could have made uh, they could have made that area into paradise on earth, but they decided to double down and elect Hamas members since nine eleven when they celebrated Americans dying. I think I found it alarming. I found it shocking. You know what I find uh, shocking is that you are even in Congress. That's the most shocking thing. These are uh, Palestinian protests in uh, New York City, and they're screaming Allah u Akbar, which means God is great. It's what uh, Muslim terrorists scream before they murder a bunch of people. Uh, 60 Minutes did a piece last night, a piece of crap is what it was. They had uh, Chris Ray on. Chris Ray has said since the get-go, since he was appointed, that uh, white Trump supporters are the biggest threats to America. We are the biggest terrorist threat to America. Thought you should know that. And then, of course, he tried to say that uh, the murder of a Muslim child was uh, expected because the United States is so anti-Islam. We have seen an increase in reported threats but vigilance is is heightened right now just because of the 
fluid and volatile environment. Threats against who? Because uh, I don't know if you knew this. Uh, there have been uh, a 1,350% increase in anti-Semitic crimes since the start of the month in, uh, in Europe, across Europe. The Middle East and the ways in which that could spin out uh, in the U.S. By the time we had gathered for our interview, it had already... Scott Pelley had a panel of intel experts on last night. Scott Pelley sounds a lot like Sam the Eagle from The Muppet Show. ...out in the United States. In Illinois, a six-year-old Palestinian-American boy was stabbed to death by a man enraged by the attack on Israel. How do you stop... That kind of thing. How do you stop the that? The key that we found in stopping it. Yeah, they focused on the one instance there, the crazy man uh, responding this way. Not the thousands of incidences of anti-Semitism in New York City and Los Angeles and other cities around America that have been taking place since, I don't know, uh, since uh, the beginning of time. Let's take a break and come back. Carolyn Levitt coming up next. She's awesome. This is The Rob Carson Show. Before we get to our special guest, who I love, Caroline Levitt, not personally like, you know, romantic, but dang, I appreciate her, and she's awesome, and she always has something insightful and incredible to add to the conversation. She's come up in a second, but uh, I, I said last week after the uh, lie that was the bombing of a hospital in Gaza, it was a lie, I said it was locked and loaded, it was a trigger for protests that had already been planned by the radical left, and here is MTG essentially agreeing. Talib and these, these groups, highly funded groups are extremely anti-Israel. They hate Israel. They're pro-Hamas. They're pro-terrorism, which also means they hate America. And I'm looking forward to introducing a censure resolution on Rashida Tlaib, but I think further action is warranted here. I've asked the Capitol Police to preserve all records. I've already talked with House admin. There needs to be an investigation launched. There should be an ethics investigation launch, yep. and we need to understand. We need to really understand what Rashida Tlaib's connection. Now, let me see. I think Donald Trump was uh, impeached when he said, "Walk peacefully to the Capitol." Uh, and Rashida Tlaib literally lied about a hospital bombing and encouraged people to enter the Capitol. I'm, I'm detecting a little bit of a double standard. I'll just ask Caroline Levitt that. Hello, Caroline. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you back on. What do you think? Hey, Rob, thanks for having me. Great to <laughs> you meet bet. you. As always, I have to wish you a very happy birthday before hey, we thank you. things off here. And uh, congratulations <laughs> on your day of birth. I hope this next year is better than the most. But, you know, the yeah. hypocrisy that you were just discussing, we see from the Democrat Party time and time again. But the, the irony that we're seeing from Rashida Tlaib and these others, the far lefties in the Democrat Party that sadly are controlling uh, the commander-in-chief in the White House today, uh, but, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, we want to give more aid to the Palestinian Authority and we're pro-Hamas. Well, the Hamas terrorists, they would be the very first people that the Hamas terrorists would cut the heads off of uh, and, and raise in torture, just like they've done to so many poor, innocent Israelis and, sadly, American citizens as well. So um, this is just more sheer hypocrisy, but at the highest level, it's insulting 
and these people do not deserve to have a seat in the halls of Congress, that's for sure. Uh, Caroline, I want to ask you this, because uh, for many years I have have been talking about the self-loathing liberal, uh, which I think is an offshoot of the self-loathing Jew. There are people in Israel who are pro-Hamas, and they are pro-their own death. The same goes for the self-loathing liberal in the United States. You've got white suburban Karen, uh, you know, basically saying, oh, yeah, I hate myself because I was born white and I don't deserve to live. I see these little these these little uh, 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 comparisons that I, I think are, are legitimate and true. I'm just trying to figure out why the hell that is. Can you give me yeah. an explanation why why that exists, not only in the Jewish faith, but also with the American left? You know, it's a great question, Rob, and it's one that I wish I could answer. Unfortunately, (laughs) we've seen, you know, the degradation and really the takeover of every institution in America today that has really indoctrinated a lot of these people that are members of the Democrat Party and are very, very far left. You see it, you know, in our public school system, for instance, with uh, anti-Semitism and and, uh, critical race theory and other just divisive ideologies being pushed on the minds of our youth. And then it's ever-present in Hollywood and in American media and culture and film and movies and music. I mean, how many Hollywood celebrities have we seen come out in support of Israel? Not many, yeah. right? You know, so uh, it, it, it exists in every institution, and it's now permeating through to uh, the Democrat Party, which is unfortunate and sad to see. It ain't your daddy. It ain't your JFK, uh, your granddaddy's Democrat Party anymore. These are far leftists who hate this country. Well, the thing that I uh, I appreciate about this entire event, um, starting with the hospital event, was that they were going to use that hospital incident as a trigger to set the world on fire. The only world it set on fire are people who would not believe the truth anyway. They are a minority of people. These uh, these massive uh, protests happening in places like London and Washington D.C. and New York City are bought and paid for. Caroline, I don't believe anybody believes that this nonsense unfortunately enough do that uh, these protests are allowed to uh, go on unencumbered largely but i think that this whole thing is exposed to the enemies of uh, israel and the israel and the enemies of the united states in in academia uh in the public office and i think this is going to backfire i really do what do you what do you think I certainly do as well. I mean, you're seeing it backfire with the American public right now in the polling against this current incumbent president who has allowed all of this to happen under his leadership. Joe Biden has been the weakest president we've seen in American history because he caters to the far left of his party. He has governed as the most liberal leftist president that this country and this world has ever seen. And now the American public are paying the price for it, quite literally with their paychecks, but also sadly, in many cases, with their blood. Uh, And you're seeing that with all of the just death and and bloodshed and tragedy um, here in our own country, in our inner cities, where violence is through the roof and crime is through the roof, but also, of course, overseas. And so, uh, you know, the American people are rejecting President Biden. I can tell you who they're supporting, and that is President Trump. I'm calling you right now, Rob, from a rally in my great home state of New Hampshire. I'm standing outside the gate, and I am looking at a line full of patriots who are so excited to get in there and hear from the former president, hear about his plans to make this country better, because they realize and recognize that we are doomed if we have four more years of this disastrous, weak, feeble, and corrupt 
commander-in-chief. Now, Caroline, I was in uh, Concord, New Hampshire, broadcast from Benny Media headquarters. It was glorious a couple of months ago. And I saw Trump. This is so funny. You don't think, no, New Hampshire, you'd see caravans of pickup trucks and, and other vehicles with Trump flags. But I saw that over the uh, weekend. Uh, where are you now and what time is the president's, uh, the former president, hopefully soon to be president's uh, uh, rally today in New Hampshire? Yeah, so we are in Manchester, New Hampshire, where the former president and future president is on his way now. He filed his paperwork in Concord at our state house to be on our ballot for the first in the nation primary, a contest that he is going to win for the third time. And uh, we're again here at a rally that I'm told the max capacity in this venue in Derry, New Hampshire, is 2,500. And I can tell you there's probably triple that amount of people waiting outside, uh, hopeful and anxious to get in. Many of them have been standing out here since five, six o'clock in the morning. So you don't see this type of support for any other candidate running for political office, certainly, and no one else in the Republican field. This primary uh, is coming to an end very quickly because the support for Donald Trump continues as people realize that he was right about damn near everything in this president's two-day that we have is ruining our economy, ruining our national security, ruining our foreign policy strategy, our standing in the world, ruining law and order in this nation, and is completely ripping apart our Constitution and all of the values that make this the greatest country in the history of the world. Absolutely. Now, Mike Pence was on uh, TV yesterday. He was talking about uh, uh, what is he going to do if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't uh, uh, qualify for the next debate. And he says he's he's not giving up. Uh, the next debate is coming up November the what day is that? I think it's the eleventh. I, I don't have it in front of me right now. Um, you probably uh, do, but um, but the next debate is coming up. Donald Trump is talking about counter programming by doing a rally, which of course he will. Just destroy it. Uh, the last debate, you thought it could get worse than the 12 million from the first debate. They dropped into the nines. Uh, mm-hmm. Fox, uh, Fox, all of their, all of their uh, channels, nine million people to watch the uh, last debate. What do you suppose is going to happen in this next one? Well, I think it's going to. The, the ratings are going to continue to plummet uh, because people are uninterested in these other candidates. Why would someone cast their vote? For a politician, a career politician, who is just talking the talk, when you have someone who is an outsider to the system, who delivered, and who not only talks the talk, but walks the walk and delivered on his promises, and has already done all of the things that he is pledging to do for us again. Of course, Biden was installed and ripped everything that we accomplished in the Trump administration apart. But people realize that we need day one leadership, and we need a a leader that can walk into the Oval Office and call Putin and call Zelensky and say, we are going to end this war. You're going to come to the negotiating table. Why? Because we are the United States of America. We're the biggest, fattest country in the world, and I'm in charge of it. And as long as I'm in charge, we're going to have peace, no more war. There's no one else in this race that can say that and can actually deliver on it. Donald Trump can, and, and that's why you're not seeing people tune into these debates. Frankly, it's a clown show. Uh, they are a contest, a silly, a silly contest for second place or maybe for a position in the next Trump administration. But they're certainly not a debate uh, for the next president of the United States. Caroline Levitt, uh, let me ask you, uh, there are now nine people in the running for House Speaker. Uh, Byron Donalds was number one on my list originally, then Jim Jordan. Now Jim Jordan's gone. Byron Donalds is in there. 
Um, so Byron Donalds will be the next uh, my next choice. I-, I suggested that Republicans do the same thing to these uh, rhinos and say, uh, if you don't vote for Byron Donalds, you are voting against him because he could be the first black uh, uh, House Speaker of the GOP. I hate to do that. I because I I don't care about Byron Donalds' uh, skin color, but uh, why the hell not? What do you think? I think Byron Donalds is a great champion for the America First agenda. He's actually a personal friend. I have great respect for Byron, and I think he certainly would make a great Speaker of the House. There's, of course, a lot of candidates running. This is something that has to be decided amongst the House Republican Conference. they got to get together and solve this. We need a Speaker because they need to get to work on behalf of the American public to pass a good budget uh, to ensure that we're cutting funding for Jack Smith's election interference that he's uh, engaging in to try and remove Donald Trump's name off the ballot using the DOJ to do that. Uh, we need to make sure we're securing the border. There's so much work that needs to be done. And the American people, we elected a House Republican majority, and we want them to be a check on the deranged, leftist, chaotic White House down the street of Pennsylvania Avenue. So I'm hopeful that that the Republican conference will come together uh, and choose a speaker. Um, but Byron Donald, to your point, he's fantastic, and he's been a great, bo- a great voice and a great messenger for our party. All right, Caroline Levitt, I appreciate you finding me uh, finding the time for the show today. I wish you the very best, and I just want to say this right now. I want to have you on more often. It's uh, sometimes chaotic. I know your schedule, my schedule, everybody's schedule, but uh, I think that you are. Uh, I think you're uh, wonderful to have on. So I do appreciate your time today. Where can people find you on social media? They can find me at K Levitt and H. That's K L E A V I T T N H. I'm on Twitter, Truth Social, Instagram, Facebook. You can find me everywhere. And check it out today because I'll be posting some great videos from this event with President Trump in New Hampshire. Thanks the, so much, Rob. What time's the start? Carolyn, what time's uh, the uh, speech? 3 p.m. 3 p.m. 3 o'clock. On Newsnight All right. as well, live stream. All right. All right. Uh, God bless. You. Take care of yourself. God okay. You bet. Let's move on to, uh, this is Mike Pence. Mike Pence uh, la- asked last night about uh, whether he'd consider dropping out if he can't qualify for the next debate. Let me ask you about your travels around the country because you yeah. just uh, released your fundraising, which has trailed behind yeah. a number of your competitors. Of yeah. course, mm-hmm. you, you have been struggling in the polls. Mr. Vice President, if you don't qualify for this next debate, yes. will you drop out of the race? Well, we're working really hard to qualify for the debate. And uh, uh, it's going to be down in Miami. The Mark. only thing we're missing is popular support. People are going to Miami. That's the only sticking point is that nobody likes me. Pence2024.com and making a contribution. But we can raise a lot of money. You should uh, give us the numbers uh, <laughs> in contributions that we need to qualify. Yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I will tell If he you, were a Thanksgiving turkey, that thermometer would be sticking way out. Hey, look, I, it I, may I, have even shot across the room. I don't have the most money in this campaign, but I do have the most experience. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a reason it's why... It's not good experience. It's, uh, it's actually terribly, terribly bad experience because I'm a terrible candidate and uh, I'm a rhino Republican. There you go. No one likes your campaign, Mike. The man who made you the one you... Let's start that again from the top. This is brand new from Mr. Jim Gossett about Mike Pence. Attack. It's being weird. Again, my computer is being weird. Let's go ahead and uh, grab this. Here is uh, the new Mike Pence theme song. There we go. Hit the road, take a hike. No one likes your campaign, Mike. Jim Gossett. The man who made you the one you attack. You stepped from right in the back. Oh. Got no traction, wonder why. Call 
Pause, Michael, you do is lie. Like on Meet the Press. And you are one total mess. Talk about going down the rabbit hole, Doc. Debate stage you'll never see. Mike and you are history. You're stuck at two percent. You'll never be president. Anybody uh, other than me watch uh, Bugs Bunny Looney Tune cartoons when you got home from school your entire life? Oh, this guy right here. Yeah, this guy right here. Oh, oh, Liz Cheney was actually asked last night on, uh, I believe it was CBS. Uh, she actually uh, is considering a run for president. I know, and it's not even April Fool's Day. That's like ooh, a half a year away. We'll get to all of that in your phone calls at 800-922-6680 on The Rob Carson Show. Back in a sec. I don't know if you knew this, but this is a list of promises Kevin McCarthy said he would do if he became the speaker. We believe government should be to help you, not go after you. We're going to pass bills to fix the nation's urgent challenges. Didn't do it. From wide open southern borders. Didn't do it. To American last energy policies. Didn't do it. To woke indoctrination in did, our schools. Did not do it. America's yeah. long-term challenges. The debt. Didn't do it. And the rise of the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, negatory. Congress must speak with one voice on both of these issues. Shnuh. This is why we will end wasteful Washington spending. Shnuh, I don't think so. From now on, if a federal bureaucrat wants to spend it, they will come before us. To def- and they will kneel before Zod. He didn't actually say that. Uh, here's Kevin McCarthy over the weekend. I believe he was on Meet the Press. Uh, and he says, if you know, if they would have kept him as speaker, uh, he would have uh, gotten all of the problems in America fixed, even though he didn't fix anything he promised. Would you support oh, yeah, linking aid clear. to Ukraine to Israel? Would you support linking aid to Ukraine to aid for Israel? No, because I wouldn't want, I would not want to delay any aid for Israel. I would have already sent aid to Israel. When I, if I was still. I already fixed this. They would be singing Kumbaya, passing around bottles of Coke. Speaker today, I would have done a number of things we wouldn't even be talking about it today. First and foremost, I would have made sure that no longer are we paying for American hostages, that there would be consequences for any American and no one's going to get left Sounds like another list of promises. Behind. I would have already sent the aid to Israel. I would have stood up to the anti-Semitism you that's sure coming you across the aisle, yeah. the lies that are being said by the Democrats. Sure. Where just says there's and no uh, what proof do we have you do anything? No state. Oh, yeah, nothing. I would have made sure that we had looked at our... And own most importantly, I would have been able to fundraise a lot for rhinos. ...on border that we don't have any sleeping cells here that we would actually stop these terrorists we don't want those sleeping cells they're sleeper cells actually uh the the, the person who's sleeping is in the white house across our own border and i would have and here is kevin mccarthy refusing to endorse donald trump who will be the candidate let me just ask you this quite simply why haven't you endorsed him yet well, the, the campaign is still going. There's a very good chance I would. He's the clear front runner. Still a way that uh, we could probably impact and uh, select the candidates so uh, the people can't, kind of like we're doing with the House Speaker. He's what? the clear I front runner. We, I what are you waiting bo- for? Well, I believe, 
Well, you know what? Used vinyl siding salesman. Not even a vinyl siding salesman. He takes old vinyl siding and he sells it and he pretends like it's new. Because I've got a southern border wide open. I got war in the Middle East. You I know, all those things you didn't stop. Things I'm focused on right now. I believe President Trump will be our nominee and I believe President Trump will get reelected. Are you still Think a MAGA Republican, Mr. He's been brought Was he ever? He has brought it chaos. You know what? I am a conservative Republican from the beginning to the end, and that's what I've always been. Really? Why? Uh, why are you not? Uh, why didn't you exemplify that as the Speaker of the House? I'm just kind of, kind of questioning, kind of questioning uh, all of that actually, because you know what? I think you're a used vinyl siding salesman. I said at the very beginning, you signed a promise, and uh, you said that you would become the House Speaker, a contingent on what the American people want. And what did you do? You uh, you did nothing. You didn't do a darned thing. Spending out of control, southern borders still open, China running roughshod over us, and things have only gotten worse. Oh, by the way, Dave Chappelle, who I normally uh, respect and love, uh, he did a stand-up uh, comedy special, and uh, he was in Boston. And apparently, um, he uh, deliberated a... Uh, he, he drew an emotional response from Chappelle about what happened in uh, in Gaza, and he actually uh, went after Israel for cutting off water and other essentials to Gaza and accused it of killing innocent people, according to the attendees. So he completely blew off the lie about the hospital bombing and October the 7th to go off on Israel retaliating. And uh, apparently a lot of people yelled, shut up, and left the venue. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. All right, last hour of the show right ahead and uh, lots of uh, evidence of financial malfeasance by Joe Biden. I will get into the latest allegations, I promise you. And your phone calls, 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Don't go anywhere. WCBM Baltimore is Talk Radio 680 AM and 99.9 FM in Hartford County. Baltimore is listening. Hey guys, it's Carson. You know, everybody knows the next medical crisis just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's where the wellness company comes in. The Wellness Company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust, and their new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z from anthrax to tick bites to COVID, even a bioweapon like a plague, the Wellness Company Medical Emergency Kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics on hand to make sure you and your family are safe from whatever the globalists throw at us next. Go to www.twc.health slash Carson. Again, twc.health slash Carson today and order. That's twchealth slash Carson and use the promo code Carson to save 10%. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D.
Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. This would be the third hour of the Rob Carson Show. It has been a、uh, kind of a wild and chaotic morning. Lots of things、uh, happening in the news. For better or worse, we will we'll get back to all of that stuff as the,、uh, the last hour of the show progresses.、Um, the、uh, latest news is that Joe Biden,、uh, well, he got a whole bunch of money from his bro, like a $200,000 check from his bro. And it was,、uh, it was payback for、uh, a loan. Apparently, the,、uh, the Bidens uh, on the, uh, on the uh, memo portion of the check, whenever there's、uh, money that uh, has been uh, uh, gotten surreptitiously, presumably for influence, they put loan repayment. <laughs> They put, they put loan repayment. So,、uh, we're going to get to that in just one second. The number here, by the way, is,、uh, is 800-922-6680. Just in time for Halloween. Lots and lots of Biden corruption, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. I needed a favor. I cannot lie. They said, call Joe Biden. He's the big guy. What would it take to plant the seed? Hunter said, Boris, here's what you'll need. You'll need some cash. You'll need some monster cash. Some monster cash. cash. A big one you should try. You need some cash. You'll get results in a dash. Give him some cash. You need some monster cash. China paid Hunter and Sleepy Joe. Bobolinsky told us what we need to know. Their obvious crimes are as clear as day. The Biden White House is pay to play. You need some cash. You need some monster cash. Some monster cash. Help Hunter build his stash. You need some cash. To really make a splash. Give them some cash. Give them some monster cash. <laughs> Mr. Mr. You left out the most important part. What? The most important part, Igor? Yes, the Bidens prefer small denominations and unmarked bills. <laughs> <laughs> I've got the details on uh, uh, James Biden. He's the latest Biden to be, uh, uh, who, who has been brought into this、uh, Joe Biden scandal. The whole, the whole family was basically behind Joe Biden selling influence. That's how they were able to get so rich. We'll get to that in just one moment. I did get right in front of me right now. My medical emergency kit from the wellness company. I got it last night. It's right here, and it looks like one of those little、uh, emergency kits you keep in your car and whatnot. But this one could save you and your family's lives. Yeah. Wellness company has been put together by great doctors who were silenced by the medical establishment and by big,、uh, big government. Dr. Robert, or about,、uh, I should say, There are a number of doctors involved in this,、uh, including Dr. Peter McAuliffe. And、uh, when you order a medical emergency kit from the wellness company, they're going to make sure that you have all of the things you need in an emergency. And I got to tell you, this life right now is almost an emergency. And if, if、uh, you know, things can happen like a couple of years ago, no bathroom tissue or meat in the stores and a supply chain broken, don't you suppose? There might be a medical emergency in the future where you need antibiotics or you need ivermectin or you need z p a c This is a way to get it and have it on hand. And all you got to do is just go to twc.health 
slash Carson for the wellness company. You're going to fill out a medical questionnaire that will be seen by medical professionals, and they will customize an emergency package for you and your family like I have right here in front of me. My wife said, are you going to put it in the car? I said, no, I'm going to keep it right here in the house because you never know what's going to happen. Again, it's a wonderful idea. It's an important idea. The wellness company, this emergency wellness kit, just go to twc.health slash Carson. Use the keyword Carson and save 10%. Okay, Use the keyword Carson, 10% savings, but do this. You've been waiting on maybe the generator. Maybe you've been waiting on having enough potable water. You can't wait on the emergency medical kit. TWC.health slash Carson. Use promo code Carson. Save 10%. I've got my kit right here. I'm going to dig into it see what i got in there. It's amazing, though. It's amazing. We have an incredibly uh, corrupt uh, president of the United States in office who's been selling influence for decades. His entire life, Joe Biden's brother, Jim, uh, has benefited from his brother's political status. At various moments, he's been uh, a campaign finance maven, a nightclub owner, and a hedge fund mastermind. This is from uh, Breitbart, by the way. Uh, Jim appears to be a man who wears many masks, but in actuality, he only wears one. Joe Biden's brother. One place where James clearly leveraged his uh, proximity to power was with AmeriCorps Health. Near the end of the Obama administration, James Biden paired with AmeriCorps, which operated hospitals in several states. It's gone out of business. James Biden's experience in healthcare seems to be non-existent, like Hunter Biden's experience in fossil fuels. James Biden promised he could open doors and raise money for companies around the world, including major Turkish conglomerate. But the promised investments never materialized. In December 2019, AmeriCorps declared bankruptcy. Weeks later, the FBI raided an AmeriCorps office in Pennsylvania as part of an ongoing investigation into white-collar crimes. America has, uh, AmeriCorps has been plagued with legal troubles due to mismanagement. And James Biden got 600000 from him. Yeah. James Biden accused of fraudulently transferring funds from AmeriCorps outside the ordinary course of business. In 2018, James took in over a half million dollars in personal loans from the company, according to the former executive, which uh, may or may not have been repaid. Jim Comer of the uh, Republican Party revealed in 2018 James Biden sent the now President Joe Biden a $200,000 check. That's a lot of money for a guy who only makes $400,000 a year. You know, the same day James had received $200,000 wire from AmeriCorps. On March 1st, 2018, AmeriCorps wired a $200,000 loan into James and Sarah Biden's personal bank account, not their business bank account, Comer explained. Then on the very same day, James Biden went on and wrote a $200,000 check for the same amount to Joe Biden. Are you sure that's not loan repayment? Is it loan repayment or is it money laundering? James Biden wrote his check to Joe Biden as the loan repayment. AmeriCorps, a distressed company, loaned money to James Biden, who then sent it to Joe Biden. That is quite remarkable, isn't it? James joined uh, Hillstone at a fortuitous time. The firm was negotiating a massive contract in war-torn uh, Iraq. This is how, this is how uh, many of the things that, um, that are going on in the country make sense. You see, Hillary Clinton, for instance, is reestablishing her Clinton Global Initiative as money is going to pour into uh, Ukraine. As Joe Biden announced another $60 billion to Ukraine, Hillary Clinton is in the, uh, in the middle of this, and she wants to do like uh, 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 her relatives did in Haiti. She wants to promise a lot of stuff, get a lot of money, and not do anything, just like she did the last time. The same thing.
And the same thing is going on with, with uh, uh, James Biden joining, joining this firm called Hillstone, negotiating a contract in war-torn Iraq to build 100,000 homes, part of a $35,000 billion, 500,000-unit project. As noted by Peter Schweizer in Profiles in Corruption, Hillstone got $22 million construction contract from the U.S. State Department. Do you get it now? They're all thick as thieves. James, like many of the Bidens, is constantly in and out of financial trouble. He fell deeply into debt in the, the IRS, but conveniently received a half a million dollar loan in 2015. You know, it's kind of weird because Hunter Biden got a $2 million loan from a buddy for $2 million in fines from the IRS. A Biden donor and Ukrainian the car dealer John Hynansky gave uh, 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 Joe Biden the, the money he needed three years later. Hynansky's company received a $20 million federal loan to build a new car dealership in Ukraine. Isn't that funny? This is um, MTG Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about uh, the, uh, the Bidens and their AmeriCorp Middle Eastern Connections. James Biden wrote this personal check from his personal bank account to his brother, Joe Biden, on the same day that $200,000, which, by the way, is the same amount that this check is for, $200,000 went into AmeriCorps, a failing uh, company that managed rural hospitals, and it was on the verge of bankruptcy. $200,000 went into that company, and then AmeriCorps wrote that $200,000 directly into James Biden's personal bank account. Weird. And on the same day, he wrote a check to his brother, Joe Biden. Huh. And do you want to know why, why a failing company was, was doing loan repayments with James Biden? Well, court documents reveal, the bankruptcy court documents reveal that James Biden himself said that because of his last name, it brought very strong political connections mm. that could bring money in from the Middle East. Well, that's kind of weird from the Middle East. Huh. This is uh, Jim Comer talking about the $200,000 check. This summer, Joe Biden said, where's the money? Well, we found some. We're still digging into the evidence subpoenaed from bank accounts belonging to Hunter Biden, the son of President Joe Biden, and James and Sarah Biden, the brother and sister-in-law of the president. A document that we're releasing today raises new questions about how President Biden personally benefited from his family's shady influence peddling of his last name and their access to him. Bank records obtained by the House Committee on Oversight have revealed a $200,000 direct payment from James and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden in the form of a personal check. Here's some important context about this check What's we've that? obtained in our investigation. Go ahead. In 2018, James Biden received $600,000 in loans from AmeriCorps, a financially distressed and failing rural hospital operator. Weird. According to bankruptcy court documents, James Biden received these loans, quote, based upon representations that his last name, Biden, could open doors. And that how much more evidence do you need, by the way? I'm kind of wondering how much more evidence we're going to need of, uh, of Biden corruption with regard to uh, uh, influence peddling and whatnot. And this is the, uh, this is the latest, latest exhi uh, exhibit. Marjorie Taylor Greene has called on President Joe Biden to resign after the uh, House Oversight Committee revealed evidence that he received $200,000. So this is the money. This is, this is what we've been talking about. This is, this is why we are uh, investigating this, how Joe Biden could get so rich. 
how so, so, so very rich. How he could have uh, over 20 LLCs already created and, and he could uh, distribute money to his family from foreign, uh, foreign agents. And then there's this. Joe Biden paid nearly $2.75 million cash for a Rehoboth beach house within weeks of Hunter Biden sending threatening texts to Chinese business partners. Did you hear about this? Demanding to close a $10 million deal. Now, how does somebody, I don't think the speaking engagements are getting the money. Certainly, book sales aren't getting the money. Where's Joe Biden getting all this money? Did you know that Joe Biden, he bought his first multi-million dollar house in the 1970s when he was making 70 grand as a senator? Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. So his summer home in Delaware, where he uh, has gone uh, many of the times of his thousand days as as a commander-in-chief, 300 of those days in that, uh, in that home, he bought the home that it appeared his political career was over. Five months after his vice presidency, he was well into his 70s, and he decided to buy this house with cash. But what makes the transaction even stranger is that within weeks of a highly questionable text that Hunter sent to... Uh, to uh, Raymond Zhao, an associate of uh, Chinese oil giant CEFC, and he was able to get a deal worth $10 million to the Bidens. Hunter wrote this uh, text. He says, I'm sitting here with my father. We'd like to understand why the commitment has not been fulfilled. And then he went on to say that uh, uh, if I don't get a call from anyone involved other than you, I'm gonna, you're, my ability to forever hold a grudge that you will regret not following my direction. And then he got the money, $10 million. And then Joe Biden bought a $2.7 million house cash. Do you know why I think that Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Jim Biden and the whole Biden family are corrupt? Because I'm not stupid. Yeah. 800 Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Here's a little more from uh, Jim Comer about Joe Biden. Uh, Jim Biden writing checks to one another. And <laughs> In the memo, it says loan repayment. I wonder if they used uh, pay phones like they did in Goodfellas. No, they did burner phones. Yeah, we've got a corrupt president. We've got the most corrupt president in history. And you know why I know that? Well, yeah, you know the answer. It's because I'm not stupid. Here's Jim Comer talking about the loan scam. So he convinced this company to give him $600,000, and they did it in increments. The Americorps. last increment was $200,000. That $200,000 then went to Jim Biden's personal account, uh -oh. and it was a loan, according to uh, the way Jim Biden deposited. And then he wrote on the same day a check to Joe Biden for a loan repayment. Now, they're playing the loan card a lot. Remember the $250,000 wire that we identified three weeks ago that came from China to Hunter Biden yeah. that was addressed to Joe Biden's house? Yeah. The White House said that was a loan, too. And, Sean, what you're going to be hearing out of the White House over the next few weeks, yeah, it's, it's is a loan, 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 loan. loan. Yeah, lots of loan. We got a lot of loans going on there. I'll gladly pay you Tuesday for a two hundred thousand dollar loan today. <laughs> it is it is remarkable, and it's all going to come tumbling down because that's what happens with lies eventually. They all come tumbling down. Yeah, including the lie about a hospital being bombed by uh, by Israeli 
uh, military. It was a lie, too. It's remarkable, remarkable. Oh, Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell was on Meet the Press over the weekend. Mitch McConnell, who is a uh, weaselly rhino from hell. He's a, he's a swamp dweller from the pits of hell. I'll just say it that way. Other than that, he's a great guy. Uh, here he is talking about how uh, uh, it would be a mistake not to give Ukraine and, uh, and uh, Israel and all these uh, the $100 million bundled. You see, you wouldn't want itemized lists or anything because that would slow it down. There's resistance among some Republicans, including here in the Senate, about bundling things together. Is it possible to pass Ukraine aid if it's not tied to Israel? I just think that's a mistake. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I know there are some Republicans in the Senate and maybe more in the House that think Ukraine is somehow different. I view it as all interconnected. Yeah, oh, sure, it's all interconnected, and he wants no questions asked. That's what he wants. Here he is talking about, uh, oh, oh, how the war in Ukraine is rebuilding our industrial base. I don't know if you do this, but our industrial base is being rebuilt. I mean, I know you're suffering and you're living paycheck to paycheck and working three jobs, but... Ukraine is literally doing to what our country, what Rosie the Riveter did in 1941. It's all interconnected. And you've said that you believe there is enough oversight of aid to Ukraine. Why hasn't that? There has been no oversight of aid in Ukraine. Thus far, $120 billion, and nobody knows a damn thing about it. Persuaded some members of the, of the Republican caucus. If you look at the Ukraine assistance... Let's let's talk about where the money's really going. Where's that? A significant portion of it's being spent in the United States in thirty-eight different right. states. Right, right, right. Replacing the weapons that we sent to Ukraine yeah. with more modern weapons. So we're rebuilding yeah, for, forget rebuilding our army and stuff. Our industrial base. Yeah. That's what President Biden's seeking to do. It's it's correct. No Americans are getting killed in Ukraine. We're re rebuilding our industrial base. Uh, the Ukrainians are destroying the army of one of our biggest rivals. I have a hard time finding anything wrong with that. Oh, I, I find a hard time with everything you just said because it was all a massive lie. Everything he just said was not true. Time for him to go bye-bye. Oh, Mitch should return to my old Kentucky home. This is Jim Gossett. My age. It's starting to show. Wait till you hear what he said about his health coming up. But the Senate's become just like a nursing home <laughs> where me and I refuse to go. Oh, Mitch won't go back to my old Kentucky home. You've not heard the last. From me, I will remain neath the Capitol Dome to further undermine the GOP. Yeah, he is uh, rotten to the core. He's rotten to the core. Here he is talking on Face the Nation about his health. People wonder about your health. How are you feeling? How are you doing? Well, I'm doing pretty well. I'm fine. I'm completely recovered and uh, <laughs> just fine. Yeah. 
Uh, you and your office <sighs> felt the need to, to share and disclose some of the details about your health because yeah. of some of these public incidents. And the doctor here said there was no evidence of Parkinson's disease or a stroke. He just has a giant hemorrhoid on his shoulders. Okay, we're going to play a little bit more of this in the other side. And if you didn't hear what Lindsey Graham did to a Newsmax reporter in Israel, I'm going to play it for you again. That is coming up. And this, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. Coming up, some amazing audio from Bill Maher. Um, you know, and I, I, I don't mind, I don't really hate Bill Maher or anything. Sometimes he says some funny stuff, and it's easy to say funny stuff when 40 people write it for you. That said, <laughs> he's finally getting it. Uh, Bill Maher maybe is growing up and realizing that the uh, liberal academic enclave, uh, the gated community where he lives isn't going to protect him from, uh, you know, the haters in the world, including radical Islam. So uh, we're going to get to that in just a moment about Bill Maher finally having a little come to Jesus moment uh, over the weekend. Uh, Mitch McConnell, who is not the future of the Republican Party, sat down with, I mean, this was a slobbering, uh, I don't know, act of uh, some sort of gratification by uh, Face the Nation. But they decided to lay things down and just lay it on thick, as it were. And uh, Mitch McConnell was asking. <laughs> Mitch McConnell was asked about uh, who needs to leave the GOP now that there's no speaker. Um, I'll, I'll ask you again. Yeah. Who can lead the Republican Party, Bruh. not just in the House, Bruh, but wrong. to deliver on the vision that you are laying out here? What is the vision? Typically, it's the candidate for president when you have a presidential election who becomes obviously the most visible person Trump. in your party. Trump. And we don't know who that's going to be. That's Trump. In the meantime, we that's have Trump. a divided government. We have a job to do. The election is not until... Uh, you know what? Just shut up. I can't stand you. What you have is, is nothing. You got into your office because of the last term of your life, which you're in right now, uh, literally and figuratively, uh, and you got in because Donald Trump endorsed you. There you go. Had about enough of your noise. Oh, here's Liz Cheney. She's almost as irrelevant. Uh, Liz Jaley, she's talking about the most extreme people in the GOP. And now, even though she is a rhino from hell, even though she got beaten by 40 points to lose her place in Congress from a Trump supporter, she's still in denial. As you know, this massive national security package can't pass until there's a Speaker of the House. Correct. Uh, last month, you said Congressman Patrick McHenry... Well, well, I guess we won't have to pass it then. ...make a great Speaker of the House. Except for the money to Israel. House, or ...it was earlier in October in his speech. He says he's not looking for a job. What is the vision for it? Is there anyone who can lead? Is that... Is he an alternative? Look, I think what you're seeing right now in, among the Republicans in the House is a direct result of the decisions that Kevin McCarthy made to uh, embrace uh, Donald Trump, to yeah. embrace the most radical and extreme... No, he's, not, he's not radical. He's you and me. ...members of our party to yeah. elevate them. Did you and me. Um, so it's not a surprise that we are where we are, but, but it's a disgrace and it's an embarrassment. And no, no, you are because you sided with the, uh, the devil to create a fake impeachment of Donald Trump. And, and you're going to pay for it politically because you're never going to have another job in politics. Liz Cheney. This is an ad that's gotten very viral. Tucker Carlson, actually, a monologue that they made into a campaign ad for Donald Trump. And this is not meant to be a campaign ad for Donald Trump. But I just want you to listen to it because it's true. 
millions of Americans sincerely love Donald Trump. They love him in spite of everything they've heard. They love him often in spite of himself. They love Donald Trump because no one else loves them. The country they built, the country their ancestors fought for yeah. over hundreds of years, yeah. has left them to die in their unfashionable little towns, mocked and despised by the sneering halfwits with finance degrees, but no actual skills, who seem to run everything all of a sudden. By the way, I was in uh, Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, delivering a uh, speech and emceeing an event, and the shrapnel from East Palestine, Ohio, is not gone for the people of Ohio and the people of uh, Western Pennsylvania. Whatever Donald Trump's faults, he is better than the rest of the people in charge. At least he doesn't hate them for their weakness. Oh yeah, there's that. Donald Trump, in other words, is and has always been a living indictment of the people who run this country. That was true four years ago, when Trump came out of nowhere to win the presidency, and it's every bit as true right now. Trump rose because they failed. It's as simple as that. Yeah, and the left and the establishment, like Mitch McConnell, can't stand it. And if you think that uh, Mitch McConnell is not down with the, uh, the four indictments of Donald Trump just in time for an election year, then you're out of your net. He are as, he's as down with it as any radical leftist. Americans are burning through savings to keep Biden's economy afloat. Yeah, it used to be that just working two or three jobs was going to you know, get you through. But right now, people are, dis, are, are delving into their savings, and it's going away. Gross domestic product, measure of economic growth, remained persistently high, 2.1%. Main contributor to the U.S. GDP, consumer spending, which has managed to notch consistent increases at the expense of savings. People are spending their savings to survive. If you have money that is uh, liquid right now, you might want to consider investing in precious metals, and there's only one company that I would invest in, and that is Swiss America. A-plus rating from the BBB. Let them educate you on protecting your assets today. Get the secret war on cash. I was blown away by this unreal document about the digitalization of currency that the left wants to do. Might be a good idea to have some precious metals on hand. 800-289-2646. If you would like this booklet, The Secret War on Cash, 800-289-2646. Mention my name, Rob Carson, when you call or text, okay? 800-289-2646. You can go to SwissAmerica.com slash Carson as well. Get on it, guys. Get on it. These are unbelievable times, and you got to be ready for it. Swiss America has been there over 30 years, and they will be here for you. 800-289-2646. Message and data rates apply. Uh, Liz Cheney um, says she is not going to, uh, uh, you know, should I do this? Oh, you know, screw Liz Cheney. Who cares about Liz Cheney? I can give a crap about Liz Cheney. She's over anyway. Oh, here I go. I'm going to real quick. Uh, this I'm going to do my computer. Uh, Liz Cheney soundbite on running for president. Delete. Delete. This is Bill Maher. He is a, a comedian. He is a, a liberal. And um, he is finally starting to have a modicum of common sense. Because uh, maybe it's because of age. Maybe because, I don't know, maybe because he was uh, inoculated by the, from the stupid. I mean, he still does a whole lot of stupid crap, don't get me wrong. But he is uh, recognizing 
the absurdity of uh, who's in charge of the country for what has happened to the country, the danger that le- the left is posing to the country. And he was re- referencing um, these, uh, the leftist uh, uh, protests on college campuses supporting Hamas, supporting uh, the Palestinians, but forgetting October the 7th, which is 9-11. October the 7th is 9-11. October the 7th is 9-11. October the 7th is 9-11. The day that Hamas attacked Israel, October the 7th is 9-11. And they had leftist protests locked and loaded. The trigger was a lie about a bombing of a hospital that never happened. And the world is on fire. But guess what? They just uh, revealed where they are and who they are. And now it's time to kick some serious ass. I'm not talking about physical harm. I'm talking about firing people, not hiring people, defunding organizations, banning institutions uh, or organizations on college campuses like the 30 student-run organizations who uh, blamed Israel for the surprise attack by Hamas terrorists on October the 7th at Harvard. The 30 student groups uh, Bill Maher is referencing um, they were at Harvard, and it's happening all over the country. Some of these kids are being called out. Three of these kids have, been, uh, have lost their job offers. And as far as I'm concerned, these universities who have allowed this to grow, this didn't happen last week. It's been happening for years. Every one of them can go out of business as far as I'm concerned. That includes Harvard. Sorry, Harvard alums. Your institution sucks. What it has become is an embarrassment. And if you're particularly a a Jewish alumni, yeah, you might want to reconsider. Just sending them some money and stuff, like many of you are. Here is Bill Maher talking about the solution to what has happened on America's universities that has uh, been uh, an exclamation put on it by the left's support of Nazi tactics by Hamas against the Jewish people. And finally, Neural, as an Ivy League graduate who knows the value of a liberal education, I have one piece of advice for the youth of America. What's that? Don't go to college. What? And if you absolutely have to go, don't go to an elite college. Because as recent events have shown, it just makes you stupid. Yeah. Caught the stupid. There are few, if any, positives to come out of what happened in Israel, but one of them is opening America's eyes to how higher education has become indoctrination into a stew of bad ideas, among them the simplistic notion that the world is a binary place where everyone is either an oppressor or oppressed. In the case of Israel, oppressors being babies and bubbas. Yeah. The same students who will tell you that words are violence and silence is violence were very supportive when Hamas terrorists went on a rape and murder rampage worthy of the Vikings. They knew where to point the fingers yeah. at the murdered, and then it was off to ethics class. Yeah, and uh, they've exposed themselves, and now the carpet bombing can happen. I'm speaking figuratively. But the left has exposed themselves. The politicians in Washington, D.C. have exposed themselves. And I'm not talking about Joe Biden in an elevator with an intern. Or at his pool when he was uh, vice president in front of Secret Service. They've really uncovered their, uh, their flank, as it were. Here is uh, Bill Maher a little bit further on what higher education, which needs to be defunded in a massive way, has become. 
Because college life today yes. is a day spa combined with a North Korean re-education camp. Yes. It's a daycare center with a meal plan, except the toddlers can fire the adults. The fact that college... Pre- Remember what I told you about the, the children running everything? I told you. I've been talking about this for years. It's time to take the country back from these spoiled, wretched, miserable little children, and they need an, a spanking. Like a major, life-changing, life-trajectory-changing spanking. Residents who usually love to speak out about anything couldn't find their voice to condemn the worst attacks in the Holocaust. There's oh, yeah. a lot about who really controls colleges yeah. and why, if ignorance is, is, is a disease, Harvard Yard is the Wuhan wet market. Yeah. Well, look, listen to his crowd. So down with academia, so down with this uh, Ivy League grads who graduate and become writers for Comedy Central and HBO. And, oh, uh, what? Yeah. They were completely down with it. Completely down what was happening in liberal academia until it became Holocaust 2.0. Yeah. Kind of interesting, ain't it? One more soundbite from Bill Maher about uh, college campuses and speech. I don't know if you knew this for the last 30 years. Conservatives in our country have gone undergone a conservative apartheid. The inability to make a living as a conservative, uh, advertisers being shunned when they approached a, a conservative media, uh, people losing their jobs for conservative thought. I can 30 years I've what I've witnessed this. 30 years I've seen this. And it's about damn time that we said enough is enough. Here is uh, Bill Maher with a revelation that, oh, my God, those speech on college campuses has been restricted to almost exclusively be leftist, Marxist, communist drivel. But the reason why despising Israel became pretty much a requirement of the American left is colleges. Oh, yeah. Elite colleges. Mm. The mouth of the river from which this and all manner of radical left, illiberal, yes, illiberal, nonsense flows. Supporting all black, that is, segregated dorms, segregated graduation ceremonies and orientation programs, which occur on hundreds of campuses, is illiberal. So is the racism against Asian applicants and chasing speakers off of campus. And now we have a way to end it, don't we? You've been looking for ways to end this madness? Defund it. Bud Light, Target, higher education. If you have a university that espouses this nonsense, defund it. I went to Northwest Missouri State University, a small regional university, home of the mighty Bearcats. When I saw that people in the broadcast department I graduated from, the leaders of the department uh, led their bios with their pronouns, I said, screw you. I'm done with you. When you pull your heads out of your butts, then I'll support you again. There you go. Let's take a break and come back. One more break on this glorious Monday. This is The Rob Carson Show. Buster in Santa Cruz has been waiting to talk on this radio show for quite a while. Buster in Santa Cruz, I apologize for that, my brother, because you always say wonderful things. Welcome to the show. What's up? Happy birthday to you. Happy 
Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Rob Carson. Happy birthday to you. Nice. All right, <laughs> Thank you, bro. What's on your mind today, man? What's on your mind? Hey, man, I had to call in, man, when I heard it was your birthday, especially 23, man. That's a magic number. Yes. Uh, I wish it was my age. Unfortunately, it's the year. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, it's my number, too, but I'm two months down the road. All right. Well, I got you. I know time's slim. uh, My heart bleeds and goes out to the Israeli people and... God gave you that land. That's the chosen land. All I can say is go kick some Hamas. Jesus is with you. Yes, sir. Let's make some hummus out of Hamas. How about that, Buster? Sound like a good idea? Just chew these <laughs> bastards up for lunch and get them out of the, our government for one. We got a bunch of them in here. Excuse me. I'm getting excited. But, no, bro. Yeah. I know. Well, well, message received, Buster. And for you, I'm going to play this latest offering from Jim Gossett. Uh, it's called uh, Bomb Hamas. Put up a parking lot. Thank Send you, Buster. Hamas to paradise. Put up a parking lot. Carpet bomb them. Let's give it all we got. Hamas, they need to go. And we'll all be better off when they're gone. Send them to paradise, put up a parking lot. Pew, pew, boom. Jump Joe Biden, he wants a hundred mil. Yeah, you're not going to get it. For the same thugs that behead and kill. Oh, sleepy Joe, a master helping out with this cash. Time to resign, a true leader you are not. Send them to paradise. Put, put up, up a parking lot. lot. That's what I say. That's what I say. Bomb Hamas and put up a parking I'll lot. I'll tell you what. While we're doing that, while we're doing that, I mean, I say Israel is doing that. How about we bulldoze Washington, D.C. figuratively, uh, pave it over, and start again? How about that? How about we get rid of morons in Washington, D.C. who have allowed this nonsense to happen? All right. How about we get people like like Chris Van Hollen, who literally rejected a call by Josh Hawley to get rid of anti-Semitic language on campuses? I object. Mr. President. Mr. President. That was Chris Van Hollen. And, and Mr. President, if I may, Mr. President, I have to. I, I had Senator to run from down before I got another meeting, but I object. He had a meeting. He had to go, but he uh, objected. It, it's hard to believe what we've just heard on this floor defense of the most vile anti-Semitic rhetoric under the excuse that to call out specifically the specific statements and denounce them one at a time and say this is wrong, that that is somehow a smear. Now, the positive thing is, of all of the things that have happened in the last couple of weeks, the left, the anti-Semitics, the radicals, the uh, Nazi-esque here and in Israel and around the world have exposed themselves. Now we know who they are. They failed. They tried to make a worldwide uh, explosion in hate and anger, but it turns out what it was based on is a lie, and the world gets it. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show.